Hello. Hi. <laughs> this is so exciting. This is going to be so weird for everybody. <laughs> this is our first, right? We've never done this before. I don't think we've ever done a proper episode before no. together. I think we did like a little 10 minute, you know, sorry, we didn't get a thing done this week. So yeah. So happy Christmas. Yeah, I think you're right. Once. I think you're right. Well. But we've... We've spoiled the surprise. We're we, going to do a full episode together. Yes. And um, to honor you being less silent, maybe we'll all just go ahead and do things the way that you prefer them to be and let everyone know that this is the V-Spot podcast. Welcome to the V-Spot podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Kat. And today we have a special sort of guest host who's always here but usually silent it's me i'm the silent <laughs> producer i'm andy hello yay there is a sad reason for this occasion our poor danny is sick and laying in bed watching svu in the room next to me that's what i was doing prior to recording the svu there you marathon go. yes <laughs> that's exactly what i was doing they're doing um like all the the guest stars marathon on Ooh. usa that's what i was watching oh how exciting yes i, I was didn't watching, know that i was watching one with luke perry and it was a real bummer because <laughs> it was really old so he looked really young in it and it's a bummer obviously because he's passed but he plays like a rapist in it and i was yeah like, i think i remember that I was one like, you shouldn't play this episode anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? no. can't hmm. speak ill of the dead <laughs> it's just a tv show you know it feels weird. But, yeah, it was I a remember that one. It, that was not a good look for Luke Perry. Yeah, it was a bummer for sure. Yeah, well, there's, a, there's another one out there that's like some. There's a like a very nice guy celebrity or something that that does a guest spot. Oh, mm -hmm. turns out he's a pedophile or something. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's all of them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> do you ever do when you're watching SVU and a special guest celebrity shows up? Are you ever like? They did it. They're yeah. the one. It's like, oh man, you know it's going to be them. Yep. Or or they're going to be the ones accused, and then it's going to be that Joe Nobody that that right. they keep showing. Right. It's or his I assistant. Was, I was also watching one with Alec Baldwin, and he was not the rapist. He was just oh, wow. like a um, like a really annoying newspaper guy, but he was he was a good guy on the show, so that was nice. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So I have a question for you before we get into our topic today. Okay. What is the actual point of angel hair spaghetti? <laughs> I don't have, um, maybe I don't have the answer that you're looking for, but I will say that I kind of prefer angel hair spaghetti. Is that, is that um, wrong? I, mm. I don't know. I prefer it. I like it's thinner. I think it's easier to swirl around your fork. I don't know if I agree with that because I kind of feel <laughs> like angel hair just turns into like angel hair that needs to be combed. It just kind of just okay. goes like blah, blah, blah and just all goes together into a big ball. Okay. I don't know. I, I mentioned this because I made pasta for dinner mm -hmm. and I made angel hair because it was in there. Because I bought it one day on a whim. <laughs> saying okay. to myself, self, you're going to give angel hair pasta another try. Yeah. 
and I am yet again not impressed. I I'm a fan. I like it. I like the it it is like angel hair, like really thin and like soft. <laughs> it is really soft. It's I really like it. I'm into it. I don't know. I just can't imagine what you should like actually do with it. Because I just did some pasta sauce and some yeah. a little bit of like a what some country crock stick butter. I think the olive oil one. Maybe? Yeah, I, I think that's exactly yeah, what just, you're supposed to do. It just kind of soaked up all the sauce and then was just red. And I, I don't know what all. I I don't know. I feel like it's just extra work to eat because it's all kind of like I'm just gonna glom together here. How you doing? I'm now your bowl of pasta. It originated, I've got some answers for you. Excellent. <laughs> it originated in um, in Italy during the 19th century. Um, let's see. Ooh, is it one of those, like, they started doing it so that chefs could be show-offy that they could make such thin, delicate pastas. Oh, see, now Wikipedia says that it's been around since the 14th century. But it doesn't say, like, why. It just says that it goes, it's great for soup, which I can see because it's Yeah, thinner. okay. Um, really good with seafood and light sauce. Yeah, all right. Well, I guess a light sauce. It, it yeah. Maybe it would do really well from, like, the olive oil treatment where it's just kind of, like, tossed in that so they all get to, they all get to be their little individual strands of spaghetti. Yeah, yeah I can't, uh, I have no reason for why, though. Just like a when and what to do with it, but no why. Well, I'm going to throw it out there into the universe that the why is because some chefs back in the 18th or 14th century, depending on who you believe, uh, wanted to show off. And they said, uh, I'm going to make the thinnest of pasta. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. And another chef was like, no, I'm going to make it a thinnest of pasta. <laughs> it's a me, a Mario. Mario, Mario. Well, I'm glad they did. I like it. Yeah, I will save the angel here for you. I'm. I Go shall ahead. not experiment again, but I will remember for the next time you come here and desire Perfect. pasta. I'll keep Perfect. one in the back of the cupboard just for you. I appreciate that. Angel hair cat pasta. Mm-hmm. It'll get That's labeled. What I like. That's what I like. Excellent. Excellent. Now, to business. Straight to it. Why is this episode late? Well, um, so we have a cool thing to discuss that was a little hush-hush, but now it's not hush-hush anymore, so we can totally discuss. Um, as you know, I think I've mentioned before, I'm a huge monster fan of Greta Thunberg, and I think she is going to save us all. Um and she has been, um, if people haven't watched her speech from, um, I think like a year ago, at least at this point, I really encourage you to, um, it's really, really, really good. But she has been, uh, over the course of 2019, she's been encouraging schools to strike, um, to, to participate in a variety of strikes, uh, kids in schools like walk out and strike for climate change. Um, she's a really big advocate for climate change and climate crisis and everything. And she um, is traveling to the U.S. to participate in climate strikes over here. So there's um, the climate strike on September 20th all over the U.S. and the climate strike on September 27th in Canada. Um, 
And the cool thing that is uh, near and dear to my heart and super personal for me is that Lush, the company that I work for, is closing all of its doors on the 20th in North America, or I'm sorry, in the US, and the 27th in Canada. So all Lush stores will be closed so that we can participate in this climate strike, which is pretty rad if you ask me. Um, and that uh, just went live this weekend. So it's acceptable to talk about now. <laughs> so let's talk about it. <laughs> well, first and foremost, probably the most important part, get your bath bombs on the 19th. Stock That's right. Up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Come on in on Thursday. Get all those bath bombs to relax after the stress of the climate strike. That's right. Yes. I think an important thing to mention is the way in which she came to the United States. Yes. To North America. <laughs> yes, I love her. Not <laughs> hopping a plane. No, because climate change. <laughs> because that's not a great way to go. That's right. Not hopping a large ocean-faring liner because diesel. That's right. A sailboat. A sailboat. A goddamn if, sailboat. That if I recall is was Car like carbon zero if it mm -hmm. had a motor it was electric it was powered by solar for any of the electrical stuff if i'm not mistaken i think you're correct and uh how long did it take her what was it like a she, she kind of did some island hopping around to get over here yeah um i mean i feel like i've been following her on facebook um i mean i've been following her on facebook forever but i feel like i have been like she has been tweeting about being on this sailboat, tweeting, not tweeting, posting. Probably she has tweeting, also been tweeting. No, <laughs> she's also been doing she's, the tweeting. Yeah, she's been posting about it. I feel like all summer. I um, think it has been a yeah. pretty much all summer. It's like, oh, school's done. K on the boat. Yes. Yeah. She's uh, and you are correct. It's a zero emissions yacht for the UN climate summit that she came here on. A, a zero emissions sailboat. Yes, yacht does imply. Yes, yacht things. implies Richie Rich. I feel like, but it's it says yacht in the headline, and then when you read it, it says sailboat. But the point, regardless of what the vessel is, yacht is a technical <laughs> definition. Yacht does not always mean, you yes. know, sixty foot. You've got servants. Yeah, yacht is a class of boat, I believe. Yes, um, but she it's zero emissions, and that's what matters. And that's the important part. That she didn't yes. know. Uh, who do you know who came on the boat with her? Um, like, I'm reading it right. I'm reading an article about it right now. Like, did her um, fam come along? Doesn't say. It's uh, there's a captain and a professional race skipper. Oh, uh, probably one of those one of those uh, folks who does because they do, they do like. Um, oh, I can't remember what they call these things, but, but like when they, they've done race, races across the Atlantic and yeah. stuff on sailboats. They are intense. Yeah. They've also done the, the, the idea of like around the world in 80 days or whatever on sailboats. Yeah. I think. She's, um, she's going to visit Canada and Mexico and she's going to attend the UN climate conference in Chile as well as other places in South America as well. I feel like She's this, just so cool. I feel like this is also <laughs> important to throw out there. How old is she? 
uh, 16, I think, 15, 16? Yeah. 16. She's 16. I think she was like 14 when she started this whole thing. That sounds correct to me. Yeah. Now, do you remember 14-year-old Kat? Listen. <laughs> Listen. Um, actually, so real quick, um, this article that I'm reading says that she was only sailing for 15 days, but I feel like that can't be right. Well, if she's if she started out of like the the UK, dropped down to the uh, what is it, whatever the islands are that are out there, I think she's been stopping around places. Yeah, no, I think you're right because this article is from August and it said that she had arrived in Coney Island, but I feel like she's been kind of like hopping around. I do remember it was maybe the very end of August is when she arrived. Uh, yeah, and went through customs out. Uh, offshore of Coney Island. What a good place to arrive if you're going to arrive somewhere. (laughs) I know, right? Can you imagine? Jesus. Um, But anyway, so me at 14, not great. (laughs) Not great. Um, Certainly did not give a shit about anything except for, like, the Spice Girls (laughs) and Dawson's Creek. Well, to be fair... <laughs> so, uh, you know. I think 14 year old Andy was very, uh, let's see, what would that have been? That was our, that was like beginning of high school for both of us, right? Uh, yeah, I think so, right? That's yeah. like ninth grade. Yeah. Huh. No, I don't remember a lot about that time. Yeah, I mean, the point is, is that I was not this. I did not. not even, like, close. I did not uh, rally for climate change. No, I uh, rallied for football games. <laughs> I rallied for. Um, that's it. <laughs> were you one? Of, were you one of the girls who went to the homecoming game? Fuck yeah, I went to the homecoming game. And then like the homecoming dance afterwards. Yes, absolutely. Cat, were you secretly like a preppy girl? No, I was not. What um, What did you fall into categorically? I was I was not um, like popular, but I wasn't unpopular either. I I it should also be noted that I was like really unfortunate looking when I was fourteen. <laughs> I, had, I had braces as most people probably did, but I also like was really into box dyeing my hair blonde. So I had like oh. black roots and like bright yellow hair it was not great boy that was like that was kind of the style of the times though that wasn't as unusual in the early 2000s yeah it was not not a great time but again i I had braces too in ninth grade i think i think that's what i I got really not in uh i was really not um prioritizing anything besides you know getting those braces off and who was gonna Mm -hmm. who who was i gonna dance with at the homecoming dance and you know what what was my AOL away message? Oh <laughs> yeah, what was my profile on, on? You the... know all that bullshit. Yeah, what was what was the perfect song to fit in that away message that mm-hmm. just embodied how I felt that day? Yeah, that's or right. Or what witty repartee could I could I place in there? Do you remember the the you had the little icon in the bottom corner that was like what? different little AOL dudes doing different things? You could, Vaguely, like, maybe. Maybe there was like a handful of them you could pick from, I think, and then you could always go get your own if you wanted from kind the of. internet. 
Okay. Was that like the original emojis? Yeah, I think so. But they were just like, they, you couldn't, you could change them, but not in context of conversation yeah. or anything. It was just okay. an extension of your profile. I'll find you an example of one yeah. and I'll send that <laughs> Great. along. Great. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, not, <laughs> not sailing across an ocean for climate change because... No, I wouldn't have sailed across the ocean for any reason when Spice I was Girls? 14. I don't know that I would have. I would have been like, I'm not sailing across the ocean. I would have been like, I'm too, no, uh uh-uh. I need a bed. (laughs) (laughs) I need a bed and a fresh shower and... I was was and still am such a brat. Like, no way. And oh my God, what if I didn't have internet? Yeah. (laughs) How will I change my away message? I can't predict what I'm going to be feeling in three weeks when I get there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. So, she's sailing for climate change, rallying for that, yeah. Lush is on board. Let's talk, I, man, it's not like we haven't talked about climate change on this podcast. Have I ever talked about climate change on this podcast? I can't remember, but I feel like we would have because we like to bring you in for like the hot button issues especially when it's something you feel passionately about so i feel like maybe but i i can't remember but was like an actual conversation that we had at some point or was it me getting angry and just flailing wildly trying not to talk it might have just been like you getting angry yeah probably (laughs) because i can't remember like a specific episode where we discussed it with you i know we've discussed it periodically but i don't We've definitely know. type fived it, I think, at some point, maybe. Maybe. In between sex robots and you right. know, vegetable dildos. Right, of course. Uh-huh. Well, 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 here we are then. Yes. I I have I've been thinking about this the last like week or so too, as I keep reading more articles about various uh like EPA regulations getting rolled back and I think it all I think I got Reannoyed, uh, renoyed, we'll call mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I like it. When the current administration uh, decided to sue California because they're, they were still sticking with their emissions laws, and car manufacturers were like, yeah, we're cool with that. So that the rollback that the administration had done on those emission law, emissions laws didn't matter because car man if like the big four were gonna do it anyway right and then they uh sued california to go ahead and say no no you can't have your own you got to go ahead and just do what the national standard is which i thought states rights was a thing that you all cared about passionately just not in this context yeah i um I felt myself get really tired just thinking about it. It all just makes me very tired, it's, you know? Because you'll have that, and then you'll have, well, let's go ahead and, you know, open up various uh, national parks for drilling for oil or natural gas or anything. Yeah. Let's go ahead and, you know, strip down the Endangered Species Act and remove some stuff from it yeah. because they're fine. That's what I was just going to say. Let's just hunt whatever we want to. Screw ecosystems. It doesn't matter. Let's... You need that bear head on your wall. You sure you do. Know? 
You need that rug. And we need to allow people to bring in their trophies from when they go trophy hunting over in Africa or wherever they want to do it. It's called trophy hunting. You need that trophy. Yeah. What's the point? We gotta <laughs> give more. We gotta give more exceptions for these right. for these people to bring in their their trophy giraffe. That's right. Absolutely. What the hell kind of country are we if we're not a country that allows trophy giraffes? <laughs> you have to laugh because otherwise you cry. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you do. And I feel like that. That tirade of things, that overwhelming tsunami of stupidity that we just rattled off, is like just the tip of it, too. Yeah, and you know what is um, crazy? Is that somewhere, two people had that same conversation, except they meant it. Yeah. (laughs) Except they were serious. Somewhere on the internet right now, you can go find another podcast that is at this exact same moment. This right now is looking at their microphones and saying, man, I am so glad that I can bring this bear head into my living room. Yes. I do not care that polar bears are really on the verge. They are mean. They are bigger than me. Yes. I feel inadequate around them. Must kill them all. Mm -hmm. Good. Melt those ice caps. That's right. Do you know what that means? More fresh water. Do you know what I like to drink? Fresh water. Hydrate or dehydrate, brah. Ugh. Unacceptable. Ugh. You're tired too now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, this feels like uh, an episode of Last Podcast on the left where it's really, really gross or really bad stuff. So you need like a fun fact in between or something like a, as a palate cleanser. Okay. Uh, what can we do? Let me, um, oh, let's, let's go. This will be good. Uh, did you watch yeah. the, did you watch last week's debate? Uh, I did not get to. I did listen to the, uh, recap, uh, from the NPR Politics podcast, which if I don't get to catch it is what I do. Sure. Fair enough. Um, it didn't, it, it <laughs> Like, for most people, it was probably disappointing because there were no giant blow-ups and it was just substantive policy discussions. Weird. Yes. Yeah. Um, there was a moment, um, I I don't know if, they, if you heard anything discussed about it, but there was a moment where the moderator asked Cory Booker about being vegan. And, oh, I did hear about that. And he, like, blew it off. Oh. He, which I, yeah, he 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 made a comment about um, um, factory farming and how it is problematic. Um, but he like kind of like blew it off from there. Like he really didn't go into it. Like the question was specifically, um, uh, "You've been a vegan since 2014, and that's obviously a personal choice. Should people follow your diet?" Which I was actually really surprised they asked him because like. What? Nobody's yeah, up there saying, I'm... hey, you've eaten meat your whole life. Should we follow your diet? You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, it, it's... He, he, he said no. And he was like, um, you know, he, he, has, he wants to create a bill to um, change factory farming because it's destroying the planet. And he mentioned hunting and things like that. But he just kind of like kept going. He really didn't 
discuss it. And he even like completely switched the topic, which I was like, okay. <laughs> now, um, now, like for 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 it, his it, vegan friends out there, like that's disappointing for us. It I, is. It, I, it's a it, it's a. Um, a strange place I feel like to be in because on the one hand I'm like oh man that was your chance like you straight up were asked about being vegan but also people don't like vegans <laughs> it's, it was it was his chance to straight so, up destroy any chance he has yeah, yeah. at being the nominee because if yeah. he went in on the vegan stuff and decided to say he would have been done he would have been the crazy vegan yeah I think, I do think this is a diet and a lifestyle for everybody. I think it's a thing everyone can do. If we did it, a lot of the world would be better off. If he went down that rabbit hole, done, done so. Yeah, absolutely. Forget it. it, um, I was like, I heard the question and I was like, oh shit, like I can't believe they're even asking that. But then he like, he he immediately was like, we're talking about something else. Like he did not skip a beat. He was like, nope, moving on. And didn't even... Yeah, I feel like, so conflicted about that inside because I'm like I, I feel like that's almost you want to you want to go to him like are you ashamed, dude? Yeah, but I, yeah, but you know that's not it. You know it's a strong political calculation because we live in the worst political climate ever. Absolutely, yeah, and I and I feel like it was kind of a like kind of a strange way to ask the question. You know what I mean? Like maybe ask like why you're making that choice or I don't know like do you think people should follow your diet yeah is a weird way well, to ask that question if he wanted to delve into it he could have taken that opportunity to say you know well I want to be clear it's not just a diet it is a exactly. lifestyle yes and it is a lifestyle choice yes and yeah I kind of wish he had made that distinction you know it's not it's it's not a diet it's a lifestyle um but but and he could have and he could have reframed it in that way and talked a little bit about it and then moved and used it as a nice segue to move into, right. you know, talking about factory farming, talking about what can we do for the farmers if, you know, this factory farming and agro agribusiness is not a good way to go. Right. What can we do to right, help? Right. Right. He yeah. Mm. I feel like a lot of the times they ask questions to like throw you off. You know what I mean? Yeah, or to like create some sort of a stir. There's no and way that's not a gotcha that. question. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he didn't allow it. He, he didn't let them get hung up on the fact that he's a vegan. Him being a vegan, you know, is not because that's the thing is that if he starts talking about his views in that regard, like he's going to have a whole, like, you know, the agriculture industry is not going to allow him to get the nomination like there's all kinds of shit that'll come from that oh, so yeah. i feel like he's just saying it doesn't matter let's talk about something else you know what i mean oh this it it feels too like a like what if um well here's a good example they don't ask bernie about you know being jewish or atheist or like agnostic at best or anything about right. anything about his religious views but right. every other candidate they'll be how does your faith inform your policy decisions? Right. How is yeah. this, how, you know, I not that veganism is a religion by any means, but how is this a different thing? It's a lifestyle choice. It's a belief choice. Yeah, so, and it does have to do with mo- your morals. Yeah. Which religion does too, in a way. You know, it's, it's a hopefully. moral compass of sorts. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. The fair. <laughs> in its only originality. Only positive side, potentially. <laughs> yeah, it, it's origin story is in morals but you know <laughs> but well you know so yeah 
Oh, see, now I'm kind of down again. I'm a little conflicted because <laughs> I do like Corey. I, I do. do. He, I think he's I like been on a good speaks. run. Yeah, I like that he's he's really easy to listen to. That's um, yeah. He's got like a really smooth voice. He is just a really good speaker. He's very intelligent. Um, he said "dag nabbit" a few times, which is hilarious. Which made me, which made me laugh. Um, and he's just he just seems like a nice dude, you know. Yeah, um, he seems. But, you know, he's well. He seems very relatable and a gentleman. I would go get a beer with. Yeah, fuck, and I, fuck I, I you like, pundits. Um, I like how uh, he, he's pretty, like, forthcoming and, like, whenever – there have been – I've watched a couple of interviews where he's gotten called on some of his past behaviors, if you will. Yeah. And he's, like, pretty forthcoming about talking about it and, like, being like, yeah, I did this and this is why. And he doesn't, like, I never did that. He doesn't, you know what I mean? Or he doesn't Joe Biden it where he just kind of yeah. gets it sort of kind of yeah. right, maybe wrong. Yeah. I don't he, know. literally is, like, I never said that. And somebody's like, oh, well, I have it right here. Would you like to see the video <laughs> of you saying it? Yeah. No. no, I would not like to see that. <laughs> it's not me. It wasn't me. Fake news. <laughs> but I was just right, really surprised so that the as word... Pal- as palate cleansers in between all of these uh, political and environmental yeah. topics, I have decided that when we need a palate cleanser, you can just let me know, and I will okay. read us a trivia fact <laughs> about everybody's favorite film, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, I love it. That's great. We should adopt that into into our um I think this is a good way to feature. go. Anytime yeah. we have a heavy episode that gets a little deep. Well, we could have really used it back on like the abortion episode, probably. Woo! Yeah. Woo! The vaccinations episode. Woo! Woo! Oh dearie. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god. Okay, no, go ahead. Okay, all right. Uh, According to one biography, Robin Williams decided to test out the believability of his Mrs. Doubtfire character during filming by going, as Mrs. Doubtfire, into an adult bookstore and making a purchase. He was able to do so without being recognized. That's amazing. Oh, oh, sweetie, could I I trouble you to purchase this book? (laughs) The ins and outs of the ins and outs. See, you are the what's his face on last podcast on the last of this podcast. <laughs> I am Henry. <laughs> For sure. Yep. Um, I'll just say, and then I'll let the debate thing go. I do think that it is worth celebrating, obviously, that there's even a vegan on the stage, but that the word vegan was said during the Democratic debate. Yeah, that is a the, thing. Yeah, like that's pretty excellent that the word vegan was said. And so. And it didn't, and like they didn't give it context either. They didn't yeah. say, "Well, you have a vegan diet now." For all of you at home, that's where. Right, right. What? So very, very good. Very uh, good. We'll di- we'll discuss more t- uh, along that vein. I think when we come to the end. For sure. So let's go back to environmental topics. Okay, let's do it. Gross. So. <laughs> Uh, before we hit the record button, I was ranting about all of the terrible things I have had to do with uh, cars over the weekend, and yeah. I just wanted to take a minute to go, I fucking hate cars. I am sick of cars with internal combustion engines. They are nothing but problems. I am impressed that you did all the things that you did. I'm just like, oh, I don't even, I wouldn't even know. I have I have taught myself, I do, no, like, um... 
I would say Mike is kind of a car guy, yeah. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. I have taught myself car things. I am not a car guy. I do not care about cars beyond its ability to get me from A to B in a safe and efficient manner. That's fair. So, like, learning to do my own brake jobs and trying to do an exhaust and I need to do this and, like, all the other crap, I don't want to do it. But I also don't want to pay, like, ten... That's that's an exaggeration. I'll be reasonable. Fifteen hundred bucks for somebody else to do all of it for me. Yeah. I ain't made of money. I'm getting married. That's right. And likewise, I was thinking about it. All of this crap that I am pulling off of the car to throw away in doing a brake job. Mm-hmm. I have put some of it into the recycling bin on the off hope that the metal maybe can get recycled. But I noticed yeah. as I went on to the inner tubes to uh, go see what the price point would be for new calipers for the car. Because... That's a thing that I need to do now, too. Right. Calipers come with a deposit, like a bottle or a uh, keg, if you will. And I did not know this. Okay. The reason being, they expect you to take your old calipers off, bring them back, and return them to be recycled and refurbished. Because there's a big part of them This is a giant hunk of metal. Yeah. That they can then refinish into another one. That deposit is 50 bucks. Wow. So they're pretty serious about it. Now, I would love to know from a, from a car-enthused listener why that same thing uh, doesn't happen, say, on rotors or brake drums. I know brake pads are just kind of throwaway garbage after they're done, but like, the, like a brake rotor is just a big chunk of metal. Same with a brake drum for the most part why not have the same recycling kind of deposit on those bring bring me your old one you can have your 50 bucks back wow yeah i didn't know any of that either i mean not that i know literally anything about cars (laughs) but (laughs) or would have any reason to know that but i bet most people don't know that yeah i know and i know there's um there's a whole bunch in uh catalytic converters for example I believe it is. There's a whole bunch of rare elements in there, like palladium, I think. You know, stuff that we would want. So, what? see, I just don't know why there isn't more of an emphasis on recycling these things. And the thing that... I mean, you can't even get people to recycle their water bottles, though. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... I don't know. Oh, quick, quick aside. We uh, Friday we went to a fun uh, adult scavenger hunt in a cemetery on Friday the thirteenth mm-hmm. for the full moon. It was great. We didn't win, but we all had fun. Uh, as I was walking through the cemetery, somebody, I think amongst the scavengers, had decided to just leave their uh, Schweppes, uh, their Schweppes can just under a bush. Now, unacceptable. I guess I could say they were coming to get it on their way out, maybe. It wasn't necessarily deep into the cemetery, but nonetheless, pockets, hands, you have these things. Don't bring a Schweppes can if you're not willing to carry the Schweppes can. That's crazy. So I picked it up and I carried the Schweppes can. And now that's my five cents. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Waste not, want not, people. Those nickels. Like who- who raised you? <laughs> you know? Of all places to throw your garbage, 
A cemetery? That's crazy. An old one? A nice one? Wasn't it when we were in Six Flags, somebody like through something and you were like i'll get it oh no <laughs> that, no that was a uh that was a couple of times that was like a couple of trips beforehand that we were walking out and uh uh danny and i were walking out and they were giving away like little fruit cups with a spoon oh right 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and you know plastic fruit cup plastic spoon obviously and so these people walk in front of us take the fruit cup and then just dropped it on the ground there were like six trash cans nearby and I just shout at him, hey, I think you dropped something. <laughs> and they were so shamed that they did, in fact, go back and pick it up and probably, you know, have some harsh words amongst themselves for me. But, you know, whatever. You were shamed into doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Glad I glad I had to do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. What can we do to shame the rest of the country into doing the right thing? Like... <laughs> Not having killed electric cars back in the 90s, or maybe making them cheaper, or seriously, government, can we re-up the subsidies on electric cars so we can maybe just go ahead and do the thing? Yeah. I'm concerned. (laughs) You know? I have concerns. I'm concerned. And I, um, you know, the state of the world that we live in, I feel like has had an impact on my levels of anxiety. Like, I feel like you hear that a lot that like people are experiencing like more mental health stuff because we live in a garbage fire. Uh, Yeah. Um, But I I, honestly, like, I think it's true. I mean, that's a a big reason why I like, I I try to limit, I used to like open up my phone and I would read like um, Apple news and like go right into it every day. And now I'm like, no, (laughs) you know, I, I have to like really limit my intake because I think it's like it, it, it's just like living in a constant state of bad news. It, it is. You know? and it like is that, a constant that's... state of panic almost too. Because yeah. I, I mean, if you're if you're even mildly I don't know sentient, you should be able to put two and two together that there is you know. But let's just even talk about local climate as in weather, and that it has not been the same as it was oh i don't know five years ago yeah for sure i can see a noticeable difference in how just the summer was how spring didn't exist and how maybe we're gonna get a fall it doesn't really feel like it it's so far i mean the other day we went from uh what like 68 around here to 90 Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And I was in Maine last back. week. Yeah, I was in Maine last week and it was cold, 60 degrees and cold. And then all of a sudden, 85 degrees and we're sitting on the beach all yeah. day. I was like, the fuck? Do you know what that's not? <laughs> Normal. Right. That's not right. how it's supposed to be. Absolutely not. 30 degree temperature swings used to be something you go, wow, crazy day out there, huh, Paul? <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> And now it's just like, meh, it wasn't yeah, 50 it's, degrees. It's normal. It's crazy. If you if you took the low and the high from those two days, I believe the low that day before was like 45 in the morning. It was cold. Yeah, it was really cold at night, too. And then maybe forty and less than 48 hours after that, the high was 90 here. Yeah. That's... And I mean, 
I'm all I'm like I don't understand because we had like a week of cold and now some of my trees are just like all right forget it leaves get out of here go 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 they've -hmm. been sent into fall mode and then it got hot again and it's a little early around here for fall mode especially at my particular elevation and I'm just like are all my trees gonna die now (laughs) I know I for one like my trees I know, I uh, opened the door to let the dog out earlier, and there's, like, leaves all over our porch. Yeah, they're taking over. I'm also, I think, just beset by crickets. There's a ton of crickets (laughs) in my yard. Also... Like the the signs of the apocalypse. Yeah, right. You know? Is it... Okay, so here's the thing. I want to see... Because, full disclosure, I don't think we have properly mowed the lawn in a month, because we're getting married and and no one has time. There's not enough hours. There's not enough daylight. I can't. Sure. You, you sure. have to choose. So uh, I was using the lawnmower to pull around the trailer to get crap out of the garage back into the shed today. And I noticed my both my shoes and the uh, little, you know, blower port, I, the chute, that's it, on the lawnmower were orange by the time I was done driving around. Apparently, there is a dusting of orange? On my yard? What? And I don't know why. I have not, in in 33 years on this <laughs> earth, I have yet to experience that in a lawn. And I, and I don't know why it is, but I feel like I could blame it on climate change. <laughs> <laughs> what could that be, though? Like, what's orange? I don't know if it's like a weird pollen release or if it's something to do with the leaves dropping too early i don't i don't know hey botanists we (laughs) gotta have one or two out there what's up i mean we had we had a we had a lab uh researcher hit us up one day when i had questions so botanists why is my lawn orange i think that you're probably right in blaming it on climate change though i you know what i uh, even if I'm wrong, I'm going to do it anyway, because an orange yard, although festive, probably isn't great. I mean... And is alarming. And maybe yeah. maybe we'll make somebody else out there go, hmm. My lawn's orange, too. My lawn's orange, too. <laughs> you know? Perhaps on the 20th, I should go ahead and not go to work, because the planet's on fire. Yes. It's on um... fucking fire. Yes, there is a uh, handy dandy little website where you can type in your zip code and find the march nearest to you. Um, For those in the Capital District, there's one happening in downtown Albany on Sheridan Avenue. Easy to find online. So just pop your little zip code right in there. I'll be there. You want to come strike some shit with me? Excellent. <laughs> I think uh, I'm going to have to go pump a zip code in there, and well, yeah. you know, I maybe I'll maybe I'll have discussions with uh, with our with my work crew you because that's a thing that we should care about, even though it has nothing to do with you know yeah. my business. But uh, I'm a little worked up again. So how about another Mrs. Doubtfire? Fight, huh? <laughs> yeah, hit me with some Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, the orange lawn has inspired me. Okay. So, according to director Chris Columbus, uh, who also ended up directing the first Harry Potter film Harry or Potter. two, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Robin Williams improvised so much that there were PG, 
PG-13, R, and <laughs> NC-17 edits of the film. Oh my god! I would pay to see an NC-17 version of Mrs. Doubtfire. Although it was always intended to be released as PG-13. Wow. What could Mrs. Doubtfire do <laughs> to garner an NC-17 rating? Uh, maybe someday we'll get to find out. That would be amazing. Chris Columbus, Even I know R. you're out there listening. Yeah. You Even the R. I'd be satisfied with the R. Yeah, I would take the R. I mean, I would I really want to know an NC-17. Come give us give us the uh the super de duper director cut Blu-ray or whatever the yes. next version of Blu-ray is. It's even higher resolution. The 4K yes. HD 4K Ultra or whatever. Blu-ray Stevenson edition. Yes. Give me that. Give me it. I want to see that. I want to see Mrs. Doubtfire do some do some stuff that's NC-17. Or do I? I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> I think I do. I think I, I do. St- I stand by that I do. I'm willing. I'm um, willing to risk it. Mrs. Doubtfire is going to be a musical. Did you know I that? I didn't know that. That's so mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. It's coming. You know what I coming really want to see? Badly. Tell Beetlejuice. Me. So the guy who's currently playing um, Alec Baldwin yep. in Beetlejuice. Uh, I cannot remember the name of the yeah, character, you know. so sorry. But that guy um, is who is going to play Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. Yes. Um, and did you see Something Rotten with Danny? Yes, yes. He was in that. He played the brother. Um, oh, the, uh, yeah, the the one who hates Shakespeare. Oh man, yeah, he's so good. That's yeah, that's who's Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, that's great. I really liked him. I thought he was I thought yeah. everyone in the Something Rotten cast was very, yeah. very good. Yeah. Rob McClure, yes. I think is his name. It sounds yeah. sounds correct. Uh notable yes. brother of Troy McClure, who you may remember from such films as Ben Hur 2. <laughs> is that real? The Hurt is on. <laughs> is that real? Uh, you no. don't remember that from The Simpsons? That um, Phil oh, Hartman no. was I, I, Joy McClure. I watch... No, I haven't seen enough Simpsons to really catch any references. You may have seen me in such films as Ben Hur 2, Her Harder. <laughs> no, uh, I probably haven't watched The Simpsons since like the 90s. Yeah, me too. And I think we're correct. I think we're correct in that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Rip Phil Hartman, though. That's That still hurts. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. What's next? All right. Um, Are we ready for, like, fun? I'm always ready for fun. Okay. What's fun? Uh, what do you got? Well, uh, I talked about angel hair pasta. Yeah. You did. Uh, which wasn't necessarily fun for me, but mm. yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if I've got any food things. You've got to have something food related from a lovely vacation in Maine. Oh, I was like, nah, I haven't done shit. Um, you were on vacation. Uh, You've done something. I so I have yes. So the first day Mike and I were in Maine, we went to this place in Ogonquit. Oh, that I'm never going to remember the name of. I will look it up. Um, we went there for lunch, and I got this um, falafel dish that was oh. so 
fucking good. I I can't even. And he loved his meal. Like we have such a hard time eating out because like every something always gets Wink. messed up. It's like always a whole thing. And this place was so fucking good. <laughs> um, it was just so good. It was like um, uh, what do you call it? Like pita bread, and the, it was almost yeah. like a like like pizza setup it was like the Ooh. pita bread was all together uh in like a circle but it was cut into four pieces Ooh. and then on top of that was like a cucumber salad that tasted like kind of pickled but like not pickled and there was some beets in that and then their falafel balls were just on top of that and then there was a little side dish that had a roasted red pepper situation Ooh. and then hummus separately Ooh. um and it came with like tzatziki and all that but i obviously yeah. asked for no tzatziki so it was just um, like little bowls of sauce on the side. So I would like pull a little piece of pita out, make my little situations. I like would squish the falafel down, put my sauces. It was so fucking good. I oh, ate the whole thing. That's such a fun eating experience as well. Oh, I like that so it's interactive good. food. Yeah. Yes. And I was happy that like all the sauces were in like a little side bowl because then yeah. I got to like make my own little thing. And you um, didn't have to like worry what sauces yeah. got on there that maybe yeah. you didn't want on there. Yeah, exactly. Because I didn't, the roasted red pepper thing, I didn't really know what it was. And then I had to Google it because I didn't know. That it's It was called something and I didn't know what that was. So it had I Googled a name. it and it said it was like a roasted red pepper something or other. So I was like, okay, we'll see. But it was all so good. And we had such a good experience that on our last night, we were like, let's go back. And so we went back and the dinner menu was different. Uh, so we bummer. called on our way and asked. And the chef was like, oh, yeah, like we can do whatever. Like we can definitely accommodate, you know, a vegan meal or whatever. If, it's if falafel, you liked the falafel. Yeah, like if you liked the falafel, no big deal. So we get there and I told the, and we're telling the waiter, like, you know, we called, he said he could do this. And I was like, yeah, um, you know, I had this falafel dish. Like the chef said he could do something similar. I just want something similar to that. And he was like, yeah, no problem. We can totally make a vegan thing. And I was like, okay. And he comes back out <laughs> with our meals. And he, it was this plate of like, like a smorgasbord of different like things and there were four falafels on top <laughs> oh man and i was like okay and he was like see i got you the falafel <laughs> and i was like okay <laughs> it was i should have taken a picture of it there was a little pile of not cooked cauliflower just cauliflower with like red sauce okay it was it was cold cold cauliflower with red sauce sure and then like diagonal across the middle of the plate was this like caramelized onions with corn situation and then um cherry tomatoes halved all the way across and then um like on top of that were these seasoned green beans and then closest, yeah, closest to me was pita bread, and then there were four falafels just like placed on top of the plate. I was like, "The fuck is this?" That sounds like just like that's just the most bizarre plating I've ever heard of. And they like the guy was like. Yeah, we can totally do a vegan thing, and like he seemed really proud that he like got me the falafel. <laughs> I was like. Okay, so I ate what I could stand to eat, but it really was not that great. The situation with, like, the caramelized onions and the corn created this, like, really good, like, sweet sort of situation. And I really liked that, but there wasn't that much of it. The beans were good. The cauliflower. 
Yeah, story. it was like like this all these things that yeah, they're vegan, but like they made no sense together. None whatsoever. It's, <laughs> it's like, just like what can we throw together? What's that over there? Those are the cauliflower lands, son. Yeah, yeah. We don't go there. Yeah, and I'm like, you have all the things because I had this a few days ago. So like why wouldn't you just like do that? Could you, <laughs> you know? There's like, a thing. It was on your lunch menu. Could you just give me that? But maybe with like Two more falafel. Right. I was like, okay. And I ate what I could, but like... Well, hey. This is like a pretty nice restaurant. Like, And I even said to Mike, I was like, it's so crazy to me that the chefs in these restaurants that are coming up with like these beautiful gourmet dishes, like panic when they they have a vegan in the house. It's like, I don't know what to do if I can't use animal products. You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, (laughs) right? Like... The total opposite of the chef we had on our cruise that we always talk about, where it's like, oh, yeah. there's a vegan on board, and he's like, I get to go special grocery shopping for you. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, you have this, like, huge kitchen. Like, all the things on that plate could have made a really great salad of sorts, you know? But instead, it was just, like, this random plate of garbage. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I could come up with a better combination of yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was just really bizarre. Oh, uh, my favorite is the line of demarcation that was drawn by onion and tomato. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I wonder what would have happened if they caught you like moving the falafel from one side across that to the other. I know, right? It just was very strange. Um, and there was a, I was really bummed because there's a in Maine there's a vegan food truck that like travels around. Um, and I, and I was like, totally, about yeah, I was totally prepared to like track them down, but I didn't realize that they really only do things like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm. And I wasn't in Portland on Thursday, so I did not get to track them down, unfortunately. But everything else I ate was like normal food it was not. It was just food. Yeah. You know, um, there's this one place in Portland that has vegan donuts um, but none of the flavors really spoke to me and I'm not a huge donut person, but I like to try vegan things where I find them, but there was yeah. a really long line and none of the flavors really spoke to me. So I didn't get any, but I had a really good oat milk latte in Ogonquit, but that's oh. about it. Yeah. Ooh, uh, we found at Target, uh, Ripple Barista Blend. Yeah. Danny told me I have to go find that. Yep. Is it amazing? Uh, we have yet to try it. Oh, yeah. It specifically says on the front, froth and foam, Ooh. and uh, makes a point of talking about all the ways that you can foam it for your latte uses. Wow. Another fun thing that we discovered on there is we're looking at the ingredients, not that you have to, but we do. It's now habit. Sure. They have replaced their kind of vague pea protein ingredient that is kind of their main thing after water yeah. with... I think it's called Ripitin. So they like branded it? Okay. They have trademarked whatever pea protein process, whatever it is, whatever it creates, they've trademarked it and given it a name so that they can put it on the label, I guess, more accurately. I would love to know if there's more of a story with that. Like, did the... Like, did the FDA get after him and be like, uh, pea protein's not going to cut it. You got to tell us more. And they're like, right. trade secret, bro. Yeah. But I thought that that's the first time I have seen one of these, uh, you know, like milk alternatives or really any vegan product specifically be like, hey, nah, this is our thing. This is Ripitin. Yeah. Or whatever the hell it is. And I wonder if 
if because of that there's any like animal testing that they had to do because you know how like impossible had to do it yeah mark their whatever i'm sure that there was unless there was any unless there was just a recom recombining of things but i i mean i'm i'm sure if they came up with a new pea protein process the way like back when they first you know made ripple i'm sure they had to if it was a new process with a new result they had to because you see sorry them's the rules Yeah, you see pea protein listed as an ingredient in a lot of stuff now, but I'm wondering if they have, like, their own trademarked process, Mm -hmm. if they had to, you know, jump through some animal testing hoops to get there. I'm sure we'll we'll read all about it We'll hear about it, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) We'll have to to throw it away. We'll have to burn it in the street. Yeah, yeah. Just throw it into the dumpster fire. Just, just, you know, light it on, just set it outside. It'll light on fire on its own. That's where Mm -hmm. we're at. Yep. I uh, wonder also if they did that Ripitin or what. I'm probably screwing it up. Might be Riputum or something. It sounds, it sounds fun. It sounds like a cough medicine. It does. It does kind of sound like a cough medicine. But I also wonder if they did that because they would be looking to just sell that to other people. Oh, to do. maybe. Thinking back to cool. when we were talking about the uh, the cheese people who came up with a bacteria that makes basically cheese makes whey yeah. or whatever it was or curds or whey one of the halves but that'd be cool it would be fun and then uh i probably this is the only thing i think i'll bring up about it because i imagine next week uh you two will just go in on the what was it the food expo oh yeah wherever it was go to it. i know life goals yeah. We'll start a Kickstarter for all of our listeners to send us there for round... Boy, there's an angry cat outside the door. <laughs> it's probably Danny. <laughs> probably is. Yep. But our listeners can send us for round-the-clock, 24-7 food coverage. Yes. We'll do something. Yes. We'll make it worth your while. Please. But, impossible is coming to a store near you. Yes. Praise. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see how they uh, position it alongside the Beyond just I know. meat. I want beef. it. Same price point, different price point. How versatile is it? Yeah, I wonder how like like the sizing what that'll be like. I bet they go I bet they go for a 1 pound package and I bet whether or not they can afford to, or whether it makes sense for them to or not, they're going to price it right at that same spot as uh, as Beyond. I don't think they have a choice. Yeah. Yep. But very excited for that. There's also... Me too. Boy, there there was a... Just a... mm, Trying to think of a large number of things flying at you. Swarm. (laughs) A swarm of cool things that came out of... uh, out of that yes very excited yeah. for you guys to talk about it yeah me too Woo. yeah do you, do you have anything else no i don't think so well i'm not agitated but <laughs> yeah let's end on a positive note i feel like um we need one more okay uh fun uh mrs doubtfire fact uh Oh, this is a fun one. 
I like this one. This is a good one to end on. Robin Williams did interviews as Mrs. Doubtfire to promote the film. And sometimes also played the interviewer. <laughs> what a cool dude. Again, rip. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourselves, people. Mental yes. health is important. So important. Especially in these trying times. Yes, yeah, especially when you live in a dumpster fire. The world might be on fire, but you can do your little bit by going That's and right. saying, please, somebody put the world out. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll help. I can yeah. help. It's September you can 20th. can help. Absolutely. You don't have to be 16 and sail a boat across the ocean to help. That's right. Recycle something. Do Meatless Monday if you're a carnivore. Yes. Be vegan. Because, I mean, obviously we're doing the most. <laughs> you know, carpool. That's right. Ride your bike, you know. Yeah. Write your representatives and be like, seriously. Seriously, though. Do something. Yeah, that's right. Definitely write your representatives and also vote. God, vote. Oh. Oh, no, can't get back into that rabbit hole. Robin Williams <laughs> yeah, no, did interviews no, Robin with Mrs. Williams, Doubtfire. Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire. Sometimes he was the interviewer. It's a interviewer. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, go to soundbite.fm. They're the network that we're on that we haven't talked about very much recently. So yes. I'm going to take this moment to give them a shout out and say go check Praise out them. some other podcasts that are on here. Also, go check out past episodes on thevspot.fm. And hey, do you want to help us? Because we help the environment, so you should. Give me your money. Give me your money on Patreon. Because then you won't have to spend it on, you know, uh, oil. You won't have to spend it on oil. That's right. We'll spend it on microphones. Yeah. That will grow in the backyard because they're sustainable that way. Yeah. Uh, Patreon is patreon.com slash the vspot. And the most important thing that you can do for us is tell your friends, tell your family, take their phones away from them, subscribe mm-hmm. them to the podcast. Yep. Uh, and if you're really ambitious, rate and review. If you have somebody who's got a birthday coming up, gift them the gift of the vspot. <laughs> Wink. The gift that keeps on giving. Wink. That's right. Cat's winking at me aggressively. <laughs> Okay, uh, I don't have a thing. I don't have a thing either. Uh, what sounds do we... Well, we should make a sound. What sound do you want to make? <laughs> um, I don't know. You want to just wink wanna... more? Okay, yeah. All right. Let's, let's do that. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yep. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>